I am a tired little potato Sitting here looking out the window I am a tired little potato I am a tired little potato Hey guys, we appreciate your patience with the delay in getting this episode out. Sometimes work gets crazy and kids get sick. If you love the show and want to support us, you can check out patreon.com slash the book life podcast for a huge list of perks, including a brand new episode of you should read this book for our novel tier supporters. In this latest episode, I am trying to convince Mo that she should read how Rory Thorne destroyed the multiverse. We hope you'll consider supporting us if you can, and we're incredibly grateful to all of you for listening. Thank you. Speaking of thank yous, we want to send a huge thank you and shout out to our patrons, the Pirate Queen and Leah. May your problems always be fictional. Now, on with the show. Welcome back to the Book Like Podcast with your host, myself, Mo, my best friend, Abby. Thank you guys for waiting patiently for us. We've had a very chaotic couple of weeks, months, life, years in general. Um, but today we are going to talk about Legends and Lattes by Travis Baltry. Fun facts about this book. Travis is actually a um, audio book narrator, and he narrates this his own book. This book, this book got picked up by Tor, which is pretty awesome, and it got picked up because Travis was a TikTok sensation about this book. Even better is that this book is really spurring the current trend of what's called cozy fantasy, which of course we've all seen before because like House Moving Castle is considered a cozy fantasy. Um, the House on the Cerulean Sea is a little high stakes on there, but people do consider it a, a cozy fantasy. But right now, this book is the current quintessential cozy fantasy. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, T. Kingfisher stuff is also considered cozy fantasy. Nice. Yeah, I definitely read Byrony and Roses by T. Kingfisher. And I'd say it was pretty chill, pretty low stake, um, enjoyable reads. Well, like um, A Wizard's Guide to Defensive Baking is considered a cozy fantasy mostly because like, I mean, the stakes are a little higher towards the end, but it's not like crazy high stakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently reading Paladin's Grace by her. Oh, and it's it's definitely cozy fantasy just like the start of it i was like i'm not really sure about this and then like by the end of the first chapter i was like i love it everything about this is perfect yes <laughs> that's awesome um so how did you read this book did you read this as a book book did you listen to it did you do an ebook i did the physical book book Mm. And which physical book book did you use? Did you use your special special edition or did you use your regular edition that you bought? And I complained about that you bought it. And I was mad that you bought it because I bought two special editions of the same book. (laughs) I bought the UK version um, for myself. And that's the one that I read. I didn't read the special special version. Mm, that's okay i also listen i i partially listened to this and i also um read it i actually found i enjoyed reading it a lot more and i read my uk special edition signed copy Mm, fancy i know know. can you give us a quick a summary 
actually, would you like to hear a fun fact about, well, it's kind of a silly fact about this book that um, is about me. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Through the entirety of reading this book, I, if you had asked me who the author was, I would have told you Travis Bald Tree. Bald Tree instead of Bald, it's Bald Tree, right? It's Bald Tree. Oh, Bald Tree. Oh, my bad. Yeah. It's B-A-L-D-R-E-E. I totally thought there was a T yeah, in there. Me too. And that amused me to no end. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I, You know what? I think that is just acceptable. <laughs> a battle-weary orc aims to start fresh, opening the first ever coffee shop in the city of Thune. But old and new rivals stand in the way of success. Not to mention the fact that no one has the faintest idea what coffee actually is. If Viv wants to put the blade behind her and make her plans a reality, she won't be able to go it alone. But the true rewards of the uncharted path are the travelers you meet along the way. And whether drawn together by ancient magic, flaky pastry, or a freshly brewed cup, they may become partners, family, and something deeper than she ever could have dreamed. Onward to the characters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our first character, our main character, the leading lady, is Viv, an orc who loves coffee. Next, we have Cal, who is a hob carpenter, right? Hob, hob goblin. Yep. We have Tandry. Tandry. Tand Tandry. I'm really good at names. Tandry, a succubus who handles the day-to-day -day needs of the shop, as well as his artistic needs. We have Thimble, a soft-spoken ratkin baker who I really wish could come bake for me because I want all the things that Thimble makes. Right. We have Pendry, a shy bard who plays at the coffee shop. We have Lainey, the sweet old lady who lives across the street from the coffee shop, who thinks she can bake anyway. And we have the Madrill, the mafia s boss in the city. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so... Those are just some of the main players. There are actually quite a few other side characters who play significant roles in the stories, but you know what? We can't tell you because those would be spoilers. Mm -hmm. And we never want spoilers in this half. Never. So everyone, as always, we are going to wait patiently and have a quick break. And you're going to wait patiently too. When we come back, we're going to spoil the book. So if you haven't read it, go buy it. It's great. And then come back. All right, we'll talk to you guys in a minute. Hi, I'm Bethany Finger, the host of Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer book club podcast. Join me every week during my read-along journey through all of the books by author Marissa Meyer, one chapter at a time, spoiler-free. Each episode will feature a different guest, new fan art, and laughter and joy through reading. You can find Prince Kai Fan Pod on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all other listening platforms. And now, back to the show. Welcome back. And remember, if you have not read Legends and Lattes, you should pause right here and go read the book before you come back and talk to us, because you want to read this book. Trust me. Trust me. It'll make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. You don't want that spoiled. All right. Let's talk favorite characters. Okay, so favorite characters, everyone. Um, <laughs> that's not fair to say. So I highly enjoyed Viv and Tandry and Thimble and Cal. 
Like those, those four were probably my main favorites. And I don't know who to pick as my top favorite. Cause I love them all. I think Thimble, the rat kid is probably my number one favorite just because the way that Travis describes all the food that Thimble bakes. Oh, I love it. But I also love Cal because Cal had a good idea. It's like, Hey, you need to have a stove. And if there was no stove, there'd be no thimble. If there was no thimble, there'd be no treats. But if Viv didn't want to have a coffee shop, there would have been no cow and no thimble and no tandry. Like, and then I just love tandry because she's just like, hey, I'm going to be your uh, business manager and marketing manager Mm -hmm. because you have a great idea, but you don't know how to sell yourself. (laughs) I love them all. I agree. They're all pretty awesome. Uh, Thimble definitely tops my list because I just like you have this cute little fuzzy creature who is making delicious pastries. Like what in the world would you not love about that? I want one of my own. He can come live in my house and I'll feed him and give him whatever he wants, honestly. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know what he wants. He wants a like the super deluxe big oven. You can have it. I will make James rip up our kitchen and put one in. <laughs> uh, I love like when he's um they're picking out a new oven and he's showing Viv which one that he wants and she's like okay and she shows Cal and he's like yeah that's that's not gonna <laughs> that's that's not gonna fit just so you know. I love that they end up remodeling the shop just to make it happen. <laughs> um. I also love Viv. She's a very good main character. I love the fact that is a female orc who is the main character. Right. Because I can name on one hand how many female orcs I have seen in literature. (laughs) Right? Um, I don't know of any. Exactly. That's my point. Like, her. That's That's it. it. (laughs) And, I mean... Orcs are usually, if they're in a book even, are like the bad guys and you mostly only see males and they're fighting the good guys and dying and that's their role. And so I really appreciate her character for a lot of aspects. She's just really fun. I like her. I appreciate anyone who wants to open up a coffee shop. Right. <laughs> um, I also really liked the Madrigal, honestly. I found that so strange that you put that, put her on there, but I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. Well, cause like she's set up as this like big baddie who's going to extort money from them. And in the end, she's just like this nice older lady who's like, I really just want some pastries and coffee. Is that Okay. <laughs> that shall be our agreement do you agree it's it's really set up that way like she's going to be extorting money from viv and viv meets with her and the lady's really just like nah i just want some coffee and pastries every week that's all uh, and by pastry <laughs> she wants that cinnamon roll right oh heck yeah <laughs> so i mean i appreciated her because if I, if I was in that position of power i'd be doing the same thing like I, I really just want some coffee and some pastries, man. <laughs> and then I also really liked Lainey. She struck me as one of those like old grandmas who really has the best of intentions and is trying to support you, but is not the best at that. 
you know? Yeah. Like, I appreciate her intentions. I don't think they really followed through as well as she wanted them to, but I liked her as a character. I thought it was, I just thought her in general, she was really sweet and I appreciated her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I also appreciated that she didn't like immediately dislike Viv because she was an orc. I mean, she was surprised, obviously. You don't see a lot of orcs opening coffee shops, but she was just like, oh, that's a thing. Okay. See, what I liked about Lainey is that she thought she could bake. And when she, well, I guess it's like more of a favorite scene, but like <laughs> she brought the the treat over and everyone's trying to eat it and they're all like, huh. And then um, the shadow cat comes and it's like, I'll eat it. It's fine. <laughs> I forgot about the shadow cat. It's okay. I love the shadow, shadow cat. cat. That is also one of my favorite characters. I love the shadow cat. Mm-hmm. What about least favorite characters? Fennis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So sleazy. Um, He's such a weasel. I guess Weasel's better than Sleazy, but yeah, I was so mad at that. Mm. I was like, grumpa, 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 grump. And then, it's just awful. But he yeah. but he got what, what came to him. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and he was introduced right at the very beginning, and I was just like, I'm glad she's leaving. I don't want her to have to deal with him anymore. Mm-hmm. And then he came back, and I'm like, ew, gross, go away. Right. Stop being a jerk. Well, and I'm interested to see what he's like in the next book, which is actually a prequel to this one. I know. I'm like, eh, he's gonna be part of it. Mm-hmm. But we get but we get another book, but but he's gonna be a part of it. <laughs> I know. It's okay. I know his ending is fine. Ah. <laughs> You're just such a weasel. Like <laughs> like I went back to such a weasel. He is. Made me mad. <laughs> okay. He's really the only character there is to just dis- What about favorite scenes? Oh, I love it. So many. So many, Abby. My favorite, favorite, favorite scene is when they are in Tandry's apartment and Viv is so sad and so heartbroken and just a lump on the floor. And Tandry like gets in her face and she's like, you know, we can do this. It's going to be okay. Like we can rebuild, Mm -hmm. you know, and kind of makes that vow. Like I'm still here for you. Mm -hmm. Mm. I was just like, Oh, so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then I really liked it after the rebuild of the um, coffee shop. When Viv was, um, has the two rooms up top and, the room that she built for Tandry has like all the art supplies in it. Like just that small little tiny like gesture just shows how much she cares. And I was just like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my God, I love this. It's so nice. Um, I also love the old man playing that chess game in front of the shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and he, and he's so cryptic and they're like, and the cat loves him. But everyone's like, who is this? What's he doing? <laughs> And he talks so... I mean, obviously, he's a time traveler. Like, I got that vibe. But I'm like, what is it? I don't understand. I want a book revolving around him. 
right? That would be really cool. I adored the scene where every, I guess it was multiple scenes technically, but that whole series of scenes where everybody's coming together to help rebuild. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love because, that. Well, because she's so used to just relying on herself. Mm-hmm. And by the time the coffee shop burns down, she's basically out of money. Yeah. And has nothing left. And that's part of why she's just so absolutely decimated because this was her dream. She worked so hard to get the money together in order to do it. And now all her money is gone. And so is the coffee shop. And everybody that she's met throughout the book is just like, Cal's just like, well, here's some plans for doing this. And you have other people coming in going, oh, I'm going to do this part. And you have like the Madrigal offering money and like just everybody's taking care of everything to rebuild. And she's just going, what? (laughs) Well, and I mean, she's probably not used to that either. Like people like a community. I mean, I say that, but like she had her um, traveling I want to say guild traveling party and maybe she just wasn't expecting that from the people around her you know Mm -hmm. well I love that it showed how strong of a community community she had built around herself without realizing it Mm -hmm. it was like she'd met all these people these people and just by being herself and going after what she wanted as her dream like all of them just gravitated towards her and went yeah we want to help we want to make this happen and when the dream burned to the ground they all went no we want to see this happen we want to be here for you like let's yeah build it back up oh i love it it was like the uh so everything about it was so heartwarming it was beautiful i loved it so much i also loved seeing thimble get his job and it's just i love thimble so much i love thimble so much well why, why did you love seeing him get his job because she opened this couch this coffee shop and i went great now where's the food like that was my first question wow abby you obviously obviously had some priorities there i always have priorities there's food (laughs) always especially tasty food um but no like you think of a coffee shop you think of like pastries and good food to go with the coffee and so I was just like, I was waiting and waiting for like Viv to think of the food or for somebody to suggest, hey, maybe you should serve food. And then Thimble comes along and he's just like, here, cinnamon bun. <laughs> oh, I know what those cinnamon buns. Oh, okay. So the menu grows. As the menu grows, we get coffee, mm-hmm. coffee with milk, which I guess turns into a latte. Were those the only two drinks we had? I can't remember what else was on the sign. Well, if you will give me a moment, I will look okay, at We had iced coffee. Started offering iced coffee. Mm-hmm. Here we go. <clears throat> coffee. Exotic aroma and rich full-bodied roast. A latte. Any drink iced. And then some uh, cinnamon rolls. And thimblets, which were the um, food that thimble came mm-hmm. up with. That pastry thing. Which were kind of like biscotti sticks, right? Yeah, they were basically biscottis. Very simple um, menu. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's got basically, if you count both drinks iced, six things on it total. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, 
I mean, you don't really need a ton more than that, especially when you're introducing something new like coffee. Yeah. So. So good. So yummy. I loved every description of the smells of Thimble's food. Uh, oh, those were just <laughs> divine. Or even just the smell of the coffee, too, and how they described it. Mm-hmm. It made me want to go get a cup of e- coffee every time they described it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I also loved meeting the Madrigal because, uh, again, she's set up as this, like, scary mafia-like boss in the city. And then you meet her, and she's just this, like, nice, refined older lady who's like, I don't really want your money. I really just want some coffee. (laughs) Maybe a few pastries, you know. And just like, I loved that setup and that reveal. It's like, yes, that's the reveal we needed for this, honestly. I know, right? And I appreciated that Lainey was Viv's first customer. Mm -hmm. Because again, it was that whole sweet grandma who's actually genuinely trying to support you, but not doing a great job at it. (laughs) Trying her absolute best. And it's a bit of a shit show. But I loved it. I loved that she was sweet enough to be Viv's first customer, even though she didn't want the coffee. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. I appreciated all of that. Were there any other scenes you loved? Not particularly that I can think of. Like, I think I mentioned my two or my main ones. Well, I do enjoy Tandry and Viv teasing um, Pendry. <laughs> about about his fangirls and how yes. oblivious uh he is a little bit to it <laughs> and i love the description of him like having like a really like it was basically guitars but you know like they're lutes i'm sure and mm-hmm. how the first time he brought it in it was too loud and like they made it sound like an electric guitar and then he brought like an acoustic mm-hmm. instead it's like sorry you weren't ready for that let me try again i know like the description of it being an electric guitar, basically, without saying it was an electric guitar, I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, I that's a thing in this world. Cool. Well, <laughs> and it reminded me a lot of, like, um, reading Terry Pratchett. You know, how Terry Pratchett builds in a lot yep. of things that we know in our world, but then he puts it in his world and makes it exotic. I love it. Oh, yeah. So good. Also, the new Terry Pratchett audio books are amazing. I have been, I have um, The Color of Magic and The Light Fantastic now. Mm, I'm going to have to listen to those. I'm just going to buy them all one by one forever mm-hmm. and ever at the end. I like your plan. I know. <laughs> what about least favorite scenes? Do you have any least favorite scenes today? Well, today, after when you read this book. There's really only one terrible scene in this, and that's when the coffee shop burns down. Yeah. Just yeah, so that ugh, so heartbreaking when, but also inspiring. Like, she ran back in there and got the coffee sign, left her, or she, Viv ran back in, got the slate with mm-hmm. all of, like, the stuff, like, that um, Tandry had written on there and drawn on, and left her sword, and she got out the coffee maker yeah coffee like the espresso machine Mm -hmm. um and she made sure that tandry you know got out and like she 
don't remember who whispered it, but you know, like at least you got out the most important things. Maybe Tandry said it and Viv was like, I did. And she was looking at Tandry and you're like, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah. And like the actual, it was the actual burning of the coffee shop that really got me. Cause like everybody got out safe and she got the coffee maker out, but it was still like watching this dream that she had built up crumble to nothing. And there, cause there was nothing she could do to stop the fire. Mm-hmm. I just yeah because it was a evil magical fire but then you have this lovely lovely um wonderful little shadow kitty cat that's like wake up wake up and like jumps on Viv and says hello well hello uh the building's on fire please wake up that's why I loved the shadow kitty because he was he was so just like cute and fun until then and then he you know saved their lives (laughs) By making sure they woke up, because otherwise they wouldn't have woken up in time. Mm-hmm. Mm. That was rough, though. Bad. Any scenes you didn't like? Um. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> didn't like um the scenes where the Madrill's guy was being intimidating, being a dick. But I did like when he had to come collect the uh, cinnamon buns, and he was like. Mm, ashamed and like mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like can I can I get the salon bun things you know <laughs> yeah her her collection guy was kind of a jerk yeah and it was very nice to see him humbled that was funny <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like you thought you were gonna be extorting money huh you get to be an errand boy take the cinnamon roll to your mistress <laughs> <Yes>. <clears throat> yeah I appreciated that did not like his introduction, though. Mm-hmm. I guess I also didn't like the scenes with Fennis. Anytime he showed up, I was like, kick on. Nobody likes you. <laughs> uh, so good. All right. Final thoughts. This book made me so happy. Um, the only thing I wish I had just a little bit more exploration of Viv and Tandry's relationship, but I can be patient for the next book. I mean, I've already been suggesting it to people. I'm like, hey, this book is great. You should buy it. I think you would like it. The writing was simplistic. I can't say like this was like the most riveting um, reading journey ever. It was definitely character driven. Very much... I didn't even say the the plot was meandering. Like we really focused on the characters on this. The characters were very likable and enjoyable. Mm -hmm. So it's like so close to a five out of five. And that's how I rated it on Goodreads, but really it's probably like a 4.75 out of five. Just because, like, like I said, I found the writing very simplistic. Which isn't a bad thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it made it a very fast read, but it but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I think about the books I really have liked over the last few years, like House on Australian Sea and Little Thieves, and something else I read recently that I can't remember right now. And just how oh, um, the Moon Goddess books, you know how in-depth and lyrical they are. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I like this book. It's a great read. It's a great recommendation. 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, I did give this book five stars. Um, mostly because any book that leaves me feeling the warm fuzzies, I will give five stars because that's just what I crave. I agree. The writing is more simplistic. And I don't mean that as a bad thing. Um, this is not fast paced, but it is a fast read by the length. Mm-hmm. Um, like Sarah picked it up um, at an airport before one of her flights and told me she read the whole thing in like four hours that afternoon. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, having read it myself, I'm not surprised. If I had been given an afternoon to read it, I could have easily read it in an afternoon, you know? But as mothers, we do not get the afternoon to just read. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> um, But yeah, so like the writing, I think the real thing about the writing that makes it feel simplistic is that it's like grade school level um, wordage. It's not got longer complicated words in it. And so it's very, very easy to read fast. Mm-hmm. Especially for people who have been reading for years and years. Mm, yeah. No, absolutely no problem. Like, honestly, fifth or sixth grader could very easily re- read this. Like, the average fifth or sixth grade grader. Because that's just... Yeah. That's just the vocabulary level that it's at. And that's not a bad thing. That's not what I'm trying to say at all. It's just that's the level of the vocabulary because that's how it was written. There's nothing wrong with that. So yeah, definitely not like lyrical or particularly deep or anything, but it's definitely cozy. It'll leave you with the warm fuzzies. And I mean, it made me happy and that's what I want in books. So yeah, it was definitely a five star for me. I like that though. I'm glad it was a five star for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, guys, there you have it. Legends and um, Lattes by Travis Baldry. Not Baldry. Sorry, I like to add (laughs) random, you know, letters into things. Next, I don't know what we're going to discuss next, but it doesn't matter. Because all the books we read are awesome. I hope everyone has a great whatever your time of day it is for you. And we'll see you soon. Have a great day, guys. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye. If you liked what you heard today and want to help us spread the book love, drop us a rating or review on the app you use, or share the episode post on your preferred social media. Everything helps. You can also check out our Patreon for some awesome perks, like access to our mini-series, a monthly guaranteed episode poll, and much more. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under the name The Book Life Podcast. If you'd like to contact us directly, you can email us at thebooklifepodcast at gmail.com. The song is Theme for an Unmade Anime by C8 Benoit from their album Dominique. You can find them on Instagram at C underscore A underscore B-E-N-O-I-T. That's C-A Benoit. And on Spotify under their name, Katie Benoit. Thanks for listening. Till next time.